I am so mad. Yeah. I am furious uh-huh. that I wasted two hours and 10 minutes of my fucking life yeah. watching and not just watching, paying attention mm-hmm. to this goddamn movie. Oh, absolutely. Right off the top, what's a movie you would have rather watched instead of this? Uh, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I was going to say Schindler's List. I think that's accurate. Yeah. They're movies that make me lose faith in humanity. Yeah. And that's what I feel like would have been better than The Kissing Booth too. Yep. Yeah, but that's what we're here today to talk about. Oh, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> welcome to to, to all, all the rom coms we've, we've loved before. I'm Christina Archer. I'm Sarah Kelly. And this week we had the really unfortunate experience of watching the kissing booth. Two. Two. Mm. two. One wasn't enough. They had to make two. And they actually made three. They made three. And yeah. yeah, boy, did they do a bad job. Oh, yeah. But as we did in the first episode, <sighs> mm. we're bringing back. Bringing back a very special guest. Everyone, it's Kerm. A.K.A. Michael, a.K.A. my boyfriend. Here we go. Yo, what's up, everybody? We watch Kiss and Boo 2. <laughs> That's right. Not number one, but number two. I hope you don't regret and that. You most. know what? It stinks just like a regular number two. <laughs> Honestly, I got to say, if there ever was a number three, it would stink like a number three. Sure. Let's just dive in. All right. Well, I feel like we need to maybe give the people, if you haven't seen it, because honestly, why would you waste your time like that? Here is an informal synopsis of Kissing Booth 2. The film starts with Elle narrating her time with Noah before he leaves for Harvard. Her senior year begins with her classmates gossiping about how she and Noah will eventually break up, making her fear elevate as Noah has befriended an attractive British girl named Chloe on Instagram. Elle and Lee are planning the kissing booth again for charity fair, while Lee is also trying to convince Elle to have Marco Pena, the attractive new transfer student, also known as the new Noah Flynn, Mm. be one of the kissers. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie's just so bad. Yeah. I need to take a take a sip of my drink. Uh, decompress. It's terrible. Elle beats Marco on the dancing game. Okay, that's... <laughs> that was so Wikipedia, wow. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Elle beats Marco on the dancing game. It's on? called Dance Dance Revolution. On the dancing game? On what the dancing the hell? game. <laughs> the one they stand on and stomp, stomp, stomp. Maybe in the dancing game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, they stomp, stomp, stomp. And it forces him to participate in the booth. (laughs) Yeah. Noah suggests that Elle apply to Harvard, which clashes with her plans to study at UC Berkeley, where Lee, oh, with Lee, where their moms (laughs) became friends. Elle does it without telling Lee. Dun, dun, dun. Drama. So Elle then visits Noah in Boston, which honestly, he flies her first class, which is hot. Yeah, so good. Yeah, like his ridiculous. Are so rich. He, I keep forgetting that it's all his mommy's money. Of course. Anyway, yeah, it's literally a Harvard kid. So she is visiting him. They have a great time, and then she finds an earring below Noah's bed, uh, which she gets upset about, and she leaves on an angry note, but she doesn't say why. 
So then she, like, talks to her dad about college, and she's like, oh, my God, money is a problem? What? <laughs> OMG, and I have a brother? She's like, oh, my God, I never thought about the fact that you'd have to send my brother to college, too. <laughs> oh, you're a single parent? Like, she's so stupid, and yeah. I hate her. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. We'll get into it. We'll get into then it. Then she sees a flyer for the dance competition, the, the Dance Dance Revolution competition, <laughs> where the prize is $50,000. Which is Why? a lot of money. She's the most ridiculous Why? thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, if if playing Dance Dance Revolution would get me $50,000, like, the world would be a very different place. Oh, it's 100%. absurd. It's yeah, absurd. So for sure. She learns that money is a problem. And... um. <laughs> She's practicing with Lee, and he has an accident, and he twists his ankle, which turns out to be fake, and he convinces Marco to become her dance partner, which she's obviously furious with, because she's like, oh my god, this hot new guy that I embarrass myself, like, talking about and calling a snack on the intercom? Which, that scene lasted a long time. So long. Right? I swear to god, I sat in my notes. Yeah. They're, I swear they're just trying to make this last long. It, it felt like, like 15 minutes. I think minutes. they're just trying to extend the length of the movie. Yeah. I don't know what to do with his butt. Should I smack it? Should I lick it? Should I bite it? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Only a psychopath talks like that. I, but anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so as uh, Marco and Elle start passing the time together, they grow closer. An attraction between them initiates. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Elle, Lee's relationship with Rachel is having problems. Because Elle is a self-centered little bitch. And <laughs> Elle is going everywhere with them and not letting them have their time as a couple. After leaving Rachel waiting at the movies, she asks Lee to talk with Elle, promising he will but never does. The Halloween dance arrives. <laughs> and Lee forgets to tell Rachel that they changed their costumes. Honestly, so much happens in this movie. Yeah. Rachel was dressed as a marshmallow, while Lee and Elle were going to be crackers making a s'more. But they turned out to be Ghostbusters, which was a stupid fucking costume, if you ask me. Uh, but we know how I feel about... Also completely about different than... What's his face? It was supposed to be a group costume. They Honestly, went from going, assholes. Yeah. I would be so mad if that happened to me. I would have left. I can't believe Rachel didn't just leave at that I moment. I would have literally set that building on fire. Absolutely. <laughs> With everyone in it. We want justice for Rachel, <laughs> justice damn it. Justice for Rachel. Yeah, actually, though. So anyway, Elle dances with Marco like a fucking weirdo. She uh -huh. hugs him for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then they almost kiss. Mm -hmm. But they don't. So then on the day of the competition, Lee finds in his car trunk Elle's applications to Harvard, which angers him. Elle and Marco excel at their performance and she kisses him at the end of their dance, not knowing that Noah was in the crowd, causing him to walk away. <laughs> Elle wants to go after him the moment she and Marco are announced the winners. Who wrote this? This is terrible. Who wrote this movie as well? <laughs> what if it was like Joey King wrote this Wikipedia oh page herself? I wouldn't be surprised. What if she's listening right now? Literally, Joey, we have to talk. I'm upset. Go back to doing the Batman Please, movies. Please, go back to doing the, the, the Munchausen's by Proxy shows. I like how you remember Munchausen's by Proxy. What but is you it called? Could, Gypsy Rose, that lady. Gypsy Rose is called? the girl. Uh, uh, wait, what is the show called? See, you don't know either. Yeah, you know. Honestly, Joey, if you're really listening, I think you should start up your own American County Choppers. Uh, you should just, just start your own, like, motorcycle show. Oh. I, th I, I think you'd be good at that. <laughs> just taking motorcycles, building them up. You could maybe have a guy with a beard in the background of the title shot. Thanksgiving dinner happens at the Flynn's residence where Noah arrives with Chloe, upsetting Elle, whom Lee confronts for not telling him about her application to Harvard and Rachel being upset with her as well. 
During dinner, Rachel discovers Lee never spoke with Elle and leaves, obviously, because Rachel is honestly the hurt party here. Yeah. Lee catches up with her and Rachel breaks up with him. Rightly so. Elle tries to convince Rachel to reconcile with Lee, but is unsuccessful. She also gives back the earring to Chloe, who confirms that it belongs to her. And she also reveals that to Noah. And then she reveals to Noah in a bar. Oh, no. Chloe tells Noah that the earring is in his room because one night she slept over there when he wasn't home because she was in a fight with her boyfriend or something. I don't know. So then the carnival day comes and both Lee and Rachel reconcile after being blindfolded and kissing each other at the kissing booth. Elle is also blindfolded and is approached by Marco, who wants to talk with her about their feelings. Elle admits to Marco that there's an attraction between them, but she tells him she loves Noah and goes looking for him at the airport. Chloe tells her that he went to look for her, and Elle finds him in the park where they first kissed. Noah confesses to being embarrassed that he wasn't doing as well at Harvard as he initially thought, and he also wants a relationship with Chloe in the same way that Elle has one with Lee. Elle and Noah reunite. Six to seven months later, Noah returns, and Elle, Lee, and Rachel graduate. Lee shares with Elle that he was accepted to Berkeley and asked if she received a response. She says that she was waitlisted at Berkeley and Harvard, and it turns out that she was accepted to both. But Marco looks on from afar, and his friend is like, she's not worth it. And then Marco says, she is. But dun, she's dun, not. Dun. She's absolutely <laughs> not, not. She's the worst character by far. It also, okay. Let's and that's the end of the movie. So and it took too, too fucking long, Good if job. you ask me. Good job. Two hours and 15 minutes. And you know what it needed? The, like, eight minutes it took me to read that. Yeah. That, did, that didn't take eight minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, honestly, well, if know. that was a short film, it might be kind of good. It was like maybe short, ten to fifteen minutes long. Maybe, mm, maybe, probably you know? not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't Still know. Sounds bad to me. I don't know. They how just they, had the big parts. I don't know how they could have the made is, this redeeming. The problem with this um, uh, sex scenes, this script is that it's just so fucking stupid. Yep, very dumb. Yeah, it is so impossible to take seriously. Yeah, it is so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's. It's embarrassing. Sometimes you spend so much time apart from someone that you forget how to kiss them. And then I think, there's my guy. Uh, There's my guy. Big shout out to Just Let Go. Feel the music. Oh my God. Which they said twice. At least three times, I think. At least. That might be the tagline of the sequel. (laughs) This movie made me want to rip off every single one of my fingernails. (laughs) And then eat them. That's what it made me want to do. This movie straight up made me want to take my own flaccid dick and shove it up my ass because it was so terrible. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) I mean, flaccid. Interesting. Well, you can't get it back there if it's hard. Very stretchy. It's got to be stretchy to go all the way back. It's like I'm envisioning a slinky. That's what this movie did to my body. It was just slinky. Vision, and now I'm envisioning it just like going walking down the stairs. It's just like the dog, the dog from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly that. That's yeah. that's the image I have. <laughs> so does anyone have a favorite part? Mine was when Elle said she got waitlisted. Because oh. I was like, thank God. But just to then find I out. found out that she actually got accepted and I said, There's no fucking way your stupid ass got accepted to Harvard. One, you don't do well in school. Two, you don't do outside activities. You're not on a sports team. You're not in you're not like president of anything. 
Wasn't she in the soccer team last year? Well, maybe she was on a team, but she certainly wasn't fucking good. Yeah, I just figured it was one of those situations where since she goes to a school called Los Angeles County Prep, Prep it's like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're going rich. to Harvard. That makes She's sense. She's not rich, though. That tracks. But the fact that she doesn't understand that college costs money. I, I was wanted like, to fight. Babe. <laughs> yeah. Babe. That was the closest I've been to fighting someone. I was like, you you didn't think that Harvard was going to be expensive? Uh, she didn't it's think. It's expensive. Even Berkeley's And she expensive. was like, $50,000 will solve my problems. I'm like, one, you have to split it with yeah. your partner. It didn't seem like Marco got any of that money. Also, two, that would cover not even a semester. Yeah. Also, congrats well, on I having lied. To, not even a year. Yeah. Congrats on having to pay taxes on that. Yeah. I was like, also, what do you think's gonna? Do you think you're gonna just keep winning the DDR uh, every competition year. every year <laughs> to pay for a semester of school? You <gasps> dumbass. Also, the idea that she was betting her entire college career on going to a college where a guy was mm-hmm. most likely cheating on her. Let's yep. be honest. He was being pretty shady the whole time. Yeah. Even, most, if you buy, I, even if you buy into it, I he's pretty shady. that's most likely the situation. Yeah. yeah, it seems like him and Chloe at least kind of hooked up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least maybe one time. Mm-hmm. But she's putting her whole future, right? Her yeah. dad's money, her family's money, really. She's screwing her brother over of ever having a chance at going to college, of going to this really expensive university, practicing day in and day out at this arcade with Marco, who's super hot and loves her and also is willing to give his free time to her and give her all the money. And is also the dumbest hobby. Oh, yeah. And it's it's just to go to some school where like, it's just a guy who doesn't value her. It's just like, what are you doing? This is the whole thing. It's like, one, you should never go to college, go to a college just because your boyfriend goes there. 100%. Which, like, exactly. Obviously, we know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but <'cause>, post grads. <laughs> well, yeah. None of us made that decision. So we're obviously right. <laughs> but you should never go to college just because uh, your high school boyfriend goes there. Because at the end of the day, you are not the same person at 18 as you are at 22. It doesn't matter if you stay together or not. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, you are not the same person. So. That's a bad decision. Yeah. To make your entire life choice based on what you think you want at 18. Well, because you don't know anything at 18. Absolutely. Sorry, but I thought I did and I was wrong. No, I think that's completely valid. Give credit where credit is due, though. (laughs) Elle loves making bad decisions. She is great at it. So many bad choices. Left and right. The worst decisions. I I don't even know where to begin. It's insane to me that this is a rom-com lead. That is so unlikable. So unlikable. Because you she and I, has no redeeming qualities. And even in Leap Year, we're like, at least it's Amy Adams. Yeah. But we're that's sitting true. here and we're watching this and it's like, <laughs> God, what is the redeeming? There's nothing good. There, she gets no lines. Okay, we're focusing on the wrong thing here. Yeah. Right? She is the lead. Uh-huh. However, this movie is really meant to feature the men. And I'm saying that as a man. I was more attracted to the men in this movie than I was to fucking Joey King's yeah. ass. Yeah. She is young and does not look attractive. She looks like a 12-year-old. I don't understand I think what is right. the obsession. I, I, I kind of think this movie is sort of pedophilic in that okay. way. Wait, I have the same exact point. I was literally just going to say yeah. that this movie is... Mm, so much furthering the pedophilic beauty standards. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. the short skirt. Okay, when she came downstairs in that skirt again, again. Okay, no, she comes downstairs in the skirt like it's a normal skirt. Yes, and I literally said out loud. I went, "What in the hell is that skirt?" 
<laughs> this like, movie there turned is us not, into conservatives. There is not a damn private school in this nation that has skirts that short. That is not yeah. the size for you, girl. This yeah, unless war- Rush Limbaugh's the principal. This wardrobe department did her so dirty. They kept putting her in orange, which yes. is not her color. No. Because also her uh, wigs were terrible. She looked like a pirate on that beach scene. She okay, yeah. Did you see her? Did you really look at her hairline in this well, movie? I didn't look at her hairline, but I did think, God, that hair color is wrong. It's the hair. It's it but wigs. I didn't look at the. It's wigs. It has to be wigs because if you look at that so scene bad. on the beach. She looks like Jack Sparrow. She, yeah, <laughs> it's it's genuinely. Also, how unhinged is it to bring your iPad and keyboard to the right? beach like she was typing an essay ever heard of wind it was even worse remember and she saw that where she like at least brought yeah. a book and her yeah. homework and oh like, my god what it's is unhinged what is up with these girls bringing She's work to the chaotic. beach it's unhinged behavior absolutely you can't bring like unless it is the type of kindle that is sand and waterproof you yeah. do not bring electronics to the beach even then yeah. why bring it okay well because you can read i know but like risky no someone could steal it's it. like well yeah. if you go in the water someone could steal it but i mean i'm talking, I'm talking about like functionality of mm-hmm. the kindle right, right of the electronic let it be known if you're stalking me on a beach i got fucking nothing <laughs> he doesn't nothing, have baby. anything he's nothing. from daytona nothing my pockets <laughs> sorry, are empty my, my audio <laughs> i will calm down now i'm sorry okay also to reinforce how bad she is at making decisions wh- okay She's not even friends with the girl. Oh, are you? <laughs> okay. Christina left us. In the in the scene. My cider. I love it. Okay. And my cider. My cider. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. <laughs> I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm the most unlikable character on this podcast. <laughs> And I'm leaning into it. We love the berries and cream TikTok. I love berries and cream TikTok. I'm like, finally, something that includes me. (laughs) Give me something I can relate to. Those berries and cream advertisements scarred me in a very deep way. And I feel a little bit like vindicated now. Yeah, right. I'm like, it's back and you all have to look at it. (laughs) Suffer along with me. It's not just for me. Anyway, anyway, what were you saying? Okay, when she's going on about the Marco, uh, the weird, like, fan cam video he has um, at the gym where she's talking to this random-ass girl about the fucking video. and uh, to The me, golf girl. The, the golf, golf girl. girl. Yeah. And, like, to me, I thought it was so weird because I was like, I would never extensively talk about like a hot guy like this with scene, a stranger like okay, that i think that this scene went on for a good three minutes it was way too long way too like long. at least three minutes oh go on michael go Absolutely. on okay so earlier you asked yes what is our favorite scene so i actually um didn't get a chance to answer but because there were no favorite scenes yeah, really? if i had to come up with one i just saw it in my notes because my notes are extensive <laughs> i took notes on every single scene for y'all just for you, he for did. you, the listener out there. You're that, thinking like me? me? Yeah, you, you. You know what that is? It's commitment. <laughs> God damn it. I might have to use that. That was good. That was good. But my favorite scene. <laughs> oh, that was good. Sorry, the, that was the best scene. Laughing at my own jokes. That was good. No, that was I gotta good. laugh at him. Keep that but in. The best Keep scene, that in, post. in my opinion, 
is when she is talking, uh-huh. and by she I mean Elle, is talking about Marco, when Lee goes on that chase, I think that was actually him in a lot of those stunts. Um, and even though they're not that great of stunts, they're the only kind of stunts that really even happen in this movie besides Marco doing backflips and shit because he's all about positivity oh. and having fun. But yeah, Lee goes on this chase through the high school. He runs into a mascot at the end who's carrying a cake for God knows what reason. The principal. I hated that scene. Yeah. And I think that that's the only scene that I thought was kind of interesting because there was some action. I hated that scene. Yeah. Because I was like, this is so unrealistic. It was. I was like, yeah. one, I wouldn't run to the principal's office. I would call her. Right? Because I'm not right? stupid. Text. I'm Definitely not fucking text. stupid. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking dumb, Lee. God. He's such a moron. <laughs> He's such a moron. And his haircut he got worse. He is a moron, his honestly, His haircut though. got worse it from did. the first to the Absolute second movie. Absolutely. But he did. He is an absolute moron because he would... This entire fucking movie, he's just forgetting things, being stupid. Get it's a like fucking planner. It's like Lee. me. Get a <laughs> fucking planner. Honestly. Or at least How have some moments it? of reflection. How hard yeah. is it to remind your girlfriend that we changed our Halloween costume? Like, is that difficult? Because you have to prepare for that shit. Like, that takes so much effort. Like, he yeah. had to order those costumes online. There he, is no fucking way he just found a Ghostbusters outfit at, a, like, a thrift store one day. And they had to, like, get it in their size. Yeah. Someone's doing the group ordering. You'd think, oh, they're gr- gonna order for all three of us. Great, that was chaotic. Yeah. Lee is unhinged in this movie. Unhinged, absolutely. absolutely. So, in my notes, <laughs> in my notes, I also have a lot of things that Sarah told me to write down because, uh, let's be honest, we all love a beta male, and for the night, I role played as one. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> you, are you are a beta, beta male. male. You can call me whatever you'd like on this podcast, and I'll go with it. But uh, yeah, whatever. So. Are you um, kidding me right now? So you're the most beta, and I absolutely love it. Michael, you are so soft. You, you have, like, like you're a slut for attention, but you are a beta male. You are giving a quote, giving a okay, quote, okay, breaking, okay, breaking, okay. breaking quote from Sarah. Uh, a beta male is trying to read his woman's quote. We have a guest for a reason, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote Why is Marco's smile so toothy, teethy, gummy, fleshy? All this right. guy's mouth is wild. I, I Whose mouth? Marco. Marco. OMG, is Marco 37? Uh, no, he's 30. I did look him he's up. He's 29. Yeah, he's almost, but that's almost but you 30. remember how last movie, last movie, Yeah. <laughs> how in Kissing Booth 1, yeah. we said that uh, Rachel was like 35? Yes. She's 32. Yeah. Or 31. She, she I don't looks, know. She, I believe it. Yeah. She looks it. And so does everyone else in this goddamn movie, except for Joey King, who looks like she's five. And that's what doesn't make sense about this movie. Yeah, it's so confusing. But also, um, Chloe yeah. looks like she's- 45. Is, easy. <laughs> Lee's 45. Yeah. She's like 29 as well. Also, probably the hottest person in this movie. Absolutely. Of course yeah, she yeah. is. Definitely the hottest. She's very obviously the queen. Very clearly would have been graduate level at yeah. Harvard. Not undergrad. She was six years into a PhD. Yeah. Like, she's not hanging out with these <laughs> undergrad fucking freshmen. She's not fucking hanging out in a fucking dorm. You think that kind of woman would hang out in a fucking dorm? Also, I don't know what Harvard looks like, but the fact that his dorm had a fireplace made me want to um, kill him. Honestly, I was furious. Right? Yeah, but I think uh, a lot of these actors, a lot of these other characters, Rachel, uh, the two gay dudes from the gay subplot that just randomly appeared halfway through the movie weird. with no goddamn yeah. setup and then mm-hmm. it just randomly happened at the end. I mean, all of these people who are involved in this film who are supposed to be high schoolers, they're depressed. Mm-hmm. They got to be down bad. I don't think they are <laughs> happy at all to be there. Do you think Rachel is excited to go film the kissing booth too? No, no, 
None of these people are happy. None of them are into it. They're just there for the paycheck. She's and getting it's honestly that bag. not yeah. that good. If anything, they're probably there for the catering. I bet Absolutely. they got some hot chicken biscuits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I think that the real tell of that situation mm-hmm. is in Joey King and Lee, their scenes together. Not that they're not enjoying each other's company because they think they are. I think they're having a good time like they like each other. But I think um, you can really tell when it's scripted that they laugh. Yes. And 100%. their laughs are like, <laughs> like they're yeah. really clearly fake. Oh, that was bad. Um, <laughs> they really clearly are fake laughing together. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's because the dialogue's not funny because it's not a good script. But it also, <laughs> sorry it's, to writer director. But here. the jokes you can tell the the same way you can tell with mm-hmm. the laughs, you could tell with the jokes. Absolutely. You know when you can tell when someone's delivering a joke. Yes. Exactly how it's written. Absolutely. Yeah, and it but the joke wasn't well written to begin with. 100%. That's how I felt about every Joey every, King line. Every single line, yeah. every single honestly everything in this movie. Yeah. Every joke was poorly written and every joke was not super well delivered, but that's honestly because they weren't well, well written. Yeah. Like you can't you can't make a bad joke good. And she's just By so unlikable. It. She is unlikable. She's so it's unlikable. Like, and this is like no shade, no tea to Joey King. Yeah. Do what you do, but we like the Munchausen Spike Proxy shows. We don't like Kissing Booth. Yeah, we love the drum. We not love the rom com. We don't love the rom drum, rom com, whatever this is supposed to be. It's not calm. It's just something. I could see her in a rom-drom a la Remember Me and I feel like I'd love it. Yeah, because she has a good crying face. Right? Yeah, she doesn't have a good like happy and in love face. Like when they straddle each other at the airport, I'm like, mm. bitch, you're 17. Uh, this you, is not Dear John. Even the motorcycle You are sequences. not Amanda Seyfried mm. and Channing Tatum. Mm. You do not get to straddle each other at the airport when nope. you're 17 years old no. and call it a good scene. It's not. Absolutely not. But at the end of the day, that's all this movie really is, is Joey King's character just crying. She's ready to cry. Every yeah. single scene, she leaves it crying. Kudos. Or she her. cries in <laughs> yeah. the scene. And like they were just relying on her tears to just that's, carry that's this movie. That's the selling points, which she's really good at. It just yeah. looked like everyone was like 35 and just well, being super mean to this little girl. And that's like what the movie really was. Yeah, it was a weird vibe. Yeah, but she, yeah, like I said, though, she makes bad choices. Though. She does make bad choices and she seems to like relish it. Mm-hmm. And that which comes- is the weird point. It's like she never learns and changes, which is, I don't know. I feel like a, a like key part of a rom-com is that the main characters grow and change and she just never seems to. Yeah, the whole, honestly, what I think I hated the most about this movie as opposed to the first one is yeah. the whole her whole story arc with Noah is all about how she thinks he's cheating yeah. on her, but she doesn't do anything about it. The whole the whole plot is this could be solved with one conversation. Yeah, and it's just, pa- and then it, otherwise it's just her being passive aggressive yeah. the entire time and you're yeah. just like, I don't want to watch and that. And it's like, why are you going to be such a hypocrite when you're like upset that your boyfriend is maybe talking to someone else yeah but you have no proof you just have like an earring and then you start like hanging out and being really touchy-feely with some guy who you think is a snack a meal and three minutes of other descriptors (laughs) like what i just don't i'm like you could you could just talk about it yeah yeah 
And that's no, part of the reason this movie is so fucking stupid. No hot man, realistically, is into Dance Dance Revolution the way Marco there is. is. No one hot is into Dance Dance Absolutely Revolution. I'm not. sorry, but that is a fucking law of life. I agree with no you. No one hot has ever been into Dance Dance Revolution. I tried for about six minutes once, and I said, no, I'm too hot for this. And then I moved <laughs> on, because that's what people do. It was going to make you uglier. I'm sure in that six Absolutely. minutes, you probably gained like two pounds. I This mold just appeared. Yeah. <laughs> in six minutes, this mole appeared when I was 12 years old. I feel like a fedora almost popped onto your head. It almost like, did. Almost did. And I swatted it off and said, never again. <laughs> and that's why I think, like, it's truly so wild that, like, one of her big character arcs of this movie is just, like, again, bringing back Dance Dance Revolution. DDR. Like, we didn't like it in the first movie, and here we are getting more of it in the it's second. It's never yeah. been the right move. It hasn't. But... Also, what we didn't like about the first movie also is how many fucking, like, group school events there were. Yeah, they had so many. And again, they had so many group school events where everyone is being included. Absolutely. What was the... A Halloween dance? Okay, that was the bougiest fucking Halloween dance I've ever seen. Also, it's like a Halloween dance plus homecoming? What are you doing? What's your school event budget? First of all, homecoming happens, like, early October. Right. Early to mid-October. And then Halloween happens. So first of all, get your fucking story straight. <laughs> get your timeline right, writers. I'm Learn. looking at you, you little bastards. Didn't you ever look at a calendar? <laughs> I can't. I just, it's embarrassing. No, I, I agree. It's weird. It's weird. Also, can we take a second to think like, okay, Marco like sang at that party like when, oh my God. when they came in, right? Marco and his singing and his guitar. I know. Which he summons like out of his ass. Out it of seems nowhere. like it seems like out he just nowhere. has it like it's stuffed so... up his rectum. It's He's really just pulling just... that shit out. It's like, oh, a couple of frets have come out <laughs> of me our soul. And he just made some sounds. <laughs> he just did some strumming He's and like, made and some then he sounds. just went, huh? huh? <laughs> yeah, what he buns. Buns of the like, guitar. What the strum, fuck was that? They seriously couldn't give him some lines? They couldn't give him a single line? That's romance. (laughs) Also, who brings their guitar to the beach? Uh, You're going to get sanded! But the singer at that Halloween party... People have no respect for what sand can do. Well, you know, as a Daytona person, I will tell you, unfortunately... Most men who, if you are a man who plays the acoustic guitar, you have played it at the beach. You've played it probably wearing jeans, no shoes. Looking at you, William Huff. (laughs) (laughs) William Huff, you're now my enemy. (laughs) I doubt you listen, honestly. So, uh, fuck you. But anyways, um, the singer after Marco. Yeah. How the fucking old was that guy? I mean, like, seriously, that guy was so old. I literally wrote in my notes. Who is this weirdo in a Henley? <laughs> yeah, like, like, he was so old. Like, well, it wasn't that he was old to me. I was just like, who is this random dude wearing very casual clothing who is suddenly a lead singer? Okay. I was like, is he someone I'm supposed to know? Am I supposed to be like, oh my God, that's long. They're from like, I like me better when I'm with you. <laughs> Am I supposed to know? And then it was a random girl. And I was like, who, how do you have three performers? Like, that's exactly it. How do you afford three performers? The event budget at this school must Out be of insane. Because how can you afford a band with three separate singers? Three separate singers. And they needed him. They still needed Marco somehow. I feel like they didn't. They had two other singers. Absolutely. Like, they did not need that. Mm. Well, they didn't need Marco. It was revealed later that Marco asked to be a part of the performance, probably to impress Elle. Yeah. Oh, in the bloopers. Yeah, in, in the, the bloopers. Yeah. You're right, in the bloopers. Which, again, this is that kind of movie that has bloopers. 
<laughs> oh, this movie had tons of bloopers. If yeah. you turned it off by the credits, whoo, you missed a field day, let me tell you, because so much shit that got cut out of from this movie was, oh, yeah. for being honest, pretty fucking dog shit. <clears throat> Another Sarah quote here. Um, why is the definition of diversity just some guy with curly hair? That fucking there's AKA Tuppence. There's no because there's no black people. Oh, absolutely. There's not. no Hispanic people. They literally said we'll throw a Mexican American in this and it'll be fine. It's literally just that one guy with curly hair. They were like, throw him in. And they're like, that's now enough. it's diverse. That's enough. They were like, <laughs> that takes this white people movie to a ninety-eight point two percent. And white then like movie. Olivia. And uh, like barely is she in this. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I just I can't they were like we need I can't it felt like they were really pushing for diversity in the gay the one gay couple storyline Chloe, Chloe and Marco and Marco yeah. I think they heard our feedback yeah they were like you're right but it you is know a what? little too white not enough it's a little too I white say, and straight scrap it all and start again <laughs> That's what I say. Or just scrap it all. I can't believe how much the school liked the kissing booth the second time around. I just don't understand why that would ever be a school-sanctioned thing. That's what I'm saying. Not to mention the fact that these motherfuckers, these goddamn bastards, they promised us kissing booth too. We got fucking Dance Dance Revolution 2. We didn't get no fucking goddamn That's kissing true. booth 2. They didn't talk about the goddamn kissing booth at all. Yeah, the, the audio is pretty loud here. I'm passionate about this. <laughs> I expected some goddamn kissing booth recruiting, and all we barely had was Noah playing Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah, he looked great with his shirt off, but goddamn it, where's the kissing booth drama? No, Noah never played Dance Mar- Dance Revolution. Marco. I almost Marco. called him Marcel. Like, <laughs> Marcel the show. Marcel Wait, the show. Wait, was it? My name is Marcel and I'm partially a shell. <laughs> that what it sounds like? I did say Noah, now Isn't dying Jenny inside. Slate? Yeah. Who does Marcel it the is. shell? My name is Marcel and I'm partially a shell. <laughs> but seriously though, they like how are you going to call this movie Kissing Booth 2? Honestly, it's and not it gets, about the kissing booth at all. It gets thrown together it's at about the last goddamn 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes mm. of the movie, they're like, oh, fuck. We titled this kissing booth, too. This is a sequel. Shit. We got to fucking pivot, guys. And then they have the kissing booth. Yeah. It's such an afterthought. Mm-hmm. The thing that drives me crazy about the kissing booth in this movie is that everyone takes it as, like, an opportunity to just live their truth on stage. You know, I'm like, this is not how high schoolers act. This is High a... schoolers don't go up to be the kissing booth and then they like have a deep internal monologue. Yeah. And then they look up, whip off their kissing booth mask and say, I want to kiss you, man. Yeah. You know, like they don't do that. They would just sit there and be like, Okay, yeah, I guess that's fine. And then later they'd go home and overthink it for four hours. This is a school full of theater kids, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd go home and viciously masturbate to the memory. I guess I don't have that experience. <laughs> we're from Florida. We were sexually thriving. Woo! You two were sexually thriving. But yeah, Not you me. you Not wore me. business casual in high school. Do you think this business casual bitch was fucking in high school? She was not. <laughs> she was absolutely not. <laughs> you were like the valedictorian of this movie. <laughs> Ew, I hate that bitch. <laughs> She's got such a fake ass British accent. It's embarrassing. I, thought, I read the morning news. Okay, I really thought I that her. was part of her character. Like, I thought her, like her as a character, decided to it. do a British accent. I didn't know she was supposed to be British. I, She's from <laughs> South Africa. Oh wow! And I was like, wow, you're from South Africa, and it's that bad. Also, much like Vanessa Hudgens, you'd think that by the second movie you would have gotten it down. 
But like, it just takes a little practice. You're so right. Like, you're getting paid to do this. You could at least put like a little bit of effort you would into think. it. You would you really would think, think that by the second movie. Now we'll have to wait and see if by the third she gets it down. But I'm betting on no. Yeah. Also, I hate that the third movie it's going to be all about like, oh, what college is she? I honestly go to? can't believe I'm going to have to waste another two hours of my life watching this. It, it hurt. It hurt. I cannot wait to waste another two hours of my life watching. <laughs> Watching this fucking dumpster pile doo doo garbage bullshit. I love it, listeners. You heard this here first. Kerm loves garbage. Recommend me some garbage to watch because mm, I am loving it. Mm, I'm going to eat it up. I'm like a fucking roach out there. I'm like a goddamn rodent. Give me that. It's going on for right. a really long time. It's much like Elle's little speech on yeah. the intercom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a goddamn rodent. I'm like a roach. I'm going to eat it up. I'm going to eat it, eat it, eat it, eat yeah. it. You were talking about uh, being eating the trash the same way Elle was talking about eating Marco's butt, yeah, Michael. Oh, I'd do both. I'd eat the trash and Marco's butt. Mm, give me a fork and a knife. Look, here's my thing about Marco. Yeah. He looks- He's hot. No. My thing about Marco. He's sexy. Zip your fucking lips, Michael. I'm sorry, Kerm. My thing, my thing about Marco is that he looks like Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> no, you didn't. He absolutely does, and I, I don't make the rules. Put it up, put it up. No, pull it up. Let me see, let me see. Let's do a side by side. We have to, I have to <laughs> post it on the Instagram. Post it on the Instagram. Please just look up the guy who plays Marco and Sid from Ice Age. He, he looks just like him. He never opens his eyes all the way. I have never been more attracted to Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he looks just like him. His eyes are very far apart and a little bit wonky, which I love. Yeah. I mean, did you see the flips he was doing on that DDR pad? Honestly? Okay. Okay. I have some thoughts. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so. Yeah. As someone who spent a fair amount of time on a stage in their life. <laughs> yeah. There is no fucking way that you are going to, after practicing a dance over and over and over and over and over again for like two months, you are not going to get on a stage that one is in front of a million people, which you were not expecting. Two, another unexpected element, is a moving stage. <gasps> I, right? It is turning they in turn. a circle. It is like the it sundial. Rotates. It yeah. is turning. Yeah. Um, three has fire shooting up on the sides that needs a that and needs a fight car is basically like a strobe light warning yeah um you're not going to get on a stage like that and be like yeah let's do some acrobatic tricks that we've never practiced before cuz there's and, no way they were practicing and that and in the arcade no, and there's absolutely no fucking way that she would have succeeded no Absolutely fucking no. not. No. So I don't buy it, Joey. Because her whole thing <laughs> Actually, is Actually, it's on her. It's the director and slash writer. I do not fucking buy it. I, there is no way. Have you ever been in a dance recital? If she is too clumsy to realize that her ass is on the fucking, I like... I swear to God. The, the overcom speaker, or There's, the PA system, then why do you make me... Why do you like, think... She would do flips on an elevated platform does, on like, a platform. A cheer move that's like a triple axel or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm like, it's, it's cheer and it's ice skating and it's all merged into one. And she does I'm a triple sure axel. Sonya Harding did. It's like a triple axel. It is like a triple axel. And she's just spinning up there. And I was yeah. like, absolutely not. There's yeah. no way. I'm like, you would fall because you would be blinded by those goddamn fires and strobe lights. And you're on a spinning stage. Why we're at it, I didn't even like their outfits. Their outfits were real. terrible. He looked like he 
was at a dance competition in a strip mall in Florida. Yes. Their shoes were awful. The shoes shoes were horrifying. Horrible. However, I do think that the only good part of this movie was Marco's shirts. Yes. He is a TikTok king. <laughs> Absolutely. He reminds me of every like TikTok man that's like thrifting shirts. And I'm yeah. like, yes, honey. Yeah. I'm like, wear your little tank top with your little pecs out oh, and put your little unbuttoned shirts on. Yeah. <clears throat> Another uh, quote uh, from Sarah. Uh-huh. Uh, did, did Marco put that he spoke Spanish on his resume and they decided to work that in? Absolutely. Didn't it feel like that? They were. No, I think they were like. We want someone who's bilingual because they're just a bunch of white people who mm-hmm. were like, we're trying to make this better than it is. You, they were like, add people of color and people will watch this movie. I, and unfortunately, people did watch it. But like us, it doesn't make it better. It makes yeah. it arguably worse. Not not the people being involved, but the yeah. fact that it's definitely a bunch of white people in charge who mm-hmm. are like, let's add people of color to sate the white people's thirst. And he's like a busker. He like sings in the street. Yeah, I'm like, where is this coming from? I didn't. I didn't understand it. And also, if I'm being honest, now that I'm thinking about this, the fact that they go to a school in Southern California mm-hmm. and there are that many white people. Doesn't make sense. It does not add up. It does not try. It does not add it up. Says this movie was made by white people who have no connection to the working class. Yeah, well also it's like even even there's well there's rich ethnic people in yeah. Los Angeles too. No, so I just mean like yeah. in general. Yeah. I don't I didn't mean in that school's terms. I just mean like no. this movie was definitely made by people who like don't understand yeah. what real life is. Absolutely. Yes. Sorry guys. No, you're 100% right, Like, based on your depiction of, like, what you think school and teenage life is, I don't trust you. Absolutely. Like, why would I? Absolutely. I think that's a very valid point. (laughs) So, like, mm, sorry, but... No. Like you hmm, canceled. It just felt like <laughs> this movie was written by like seventy-year-old white men, right? It did, and they were like, "Let's just look at Urban Dictionary for yeah. thirty minutes and see what happens." That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> it's so bad. It's just so so bad. Also, are we gonna ever talk about what happened to Jacob Ellardy's hair in this movie? It's Jacob Ellardy, the... the um, Noah. Noah. His hair was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Did they have what a single they... fucking makeup artist on this goddamn okay. production? It's probably I mean, not seriously. their fault. They were probably told yeah. what to do. Yeah, they were told what to do, but the hair it's was... The I hair... feel like the actors were left up to do it themselves. It Honestly, was so bad. Okay, it feels like hair and makeup did them really dirty, so yes. I, again, am going to blame that on the writer-director, because it feels like your fault, man, okay? Well, the like I said, Ray, whatever your name is, Elle has remember. terrible wigs this so entire bad. time. It looks like it looks like she's wearing wigs as a part of her religion. Like that's, <laughs> like that's what the wigs look like. They're very bad. It looks like she's trying to be an elf in one of the Lord of the Ring movies. <laughs> And they're just, they're so frizzy and bad. Oh, her hair is so bad in this movie. Honestly, it looks like she spent a night at that beach before they got to the beach. It yes. seems like she was living like, there for a little while. Her hair looked terrible. Yes. Here's the thing. I get not having great hair. Yes. I am not blessed with great hair. Mm-hmm. I have hair that, you know, it defaults to a big old mess. Yeah. But, so like, I can understand 
if she were in a position where, and I don't know, I don't know if it was a wig. I don't know what, because I didn't notice it. Mm -hmm. But I can understand if she were in a position where, like, her hair is just not cooperating. She doesn't have great hair. It's not a good look. It's badly curled, whatever. Um, But I really feel like the hair and makeup maybe should have helped. I think the wigs were because she might have been filming that Gypsy Rose thing at the same time. What so is she the might Gypsy have been, Rose thing? The, 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 my chance with Patricia Arquette, that okay. show. It can't we be need called to look it Gypsy up. Rose. I'm, it's not, that's, that's the name of the girl, but I, she's bald in that show. So What's her name again? Jo- jo- Joey King. But she's bald in that show, so maybe she's wearing wigs because she's growing out her hair. Maybe. But that's the only like thing I'm thinking of. But the wigs are not good. The act. The act. Right. Okay. That was 2019. Okay. Kissing Booth 2 came out in 2020. They could and have been filming. No, at the act time. came out in 2019. Oh. So it was probably filming in 2018. Mm, okay. All right. All or right. even before that. Yeah. Well, either way, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. COVID didn't help it at all. <laughs> I'm going to watch the act soon. Because yeah. I need to see it. Now we need to know. if, if I just need to see it because I think I will have more faith in Joey King mm-hmm. once I see it. Because my faith in her from the kissing booth is not great, but I don't blame her for that, to be honest. I, I genuinely blame the writer-director. Absolutely. Like, I think you can't make a bad joke good. You can't deliver it well. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just not possible. And I think her entire fucking script is bad. So she didn't have a lot to work with. Mm-hmm. However... Mm. She can make a choice in what projects she decides to work on. And she came back for Kissing Booth 2, and her ass fucking is coming back for Kissing Booth 3. However, She's loving this shit. If I were in her position, I'd do the exact same thing. Yeah. Because as, like, a young woman in Hollywood or whatever, yeah. you can't necessarily always say no to things that you're offered. Like, you you don't necessarily have a choice. And we don't know what her situation is. We don't know, like, the circumstances that led to her saying yes to a project. She might have been led to believe it was something that it wasn't. Yeah. Um, we don't know. But, but it, is, it is a good, because it's based off novels. Netflix yeah. has been doing a lot of, like, rom You know it's going to get that bag. YA novel adaption. And she does date Jacob Ellardy, who plays Noah, yeah. in real life. Which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, because he's, like, ten years older than her. He is? Oh, no, he's but he's he's older than her, definitely. Well, they just don't make sense to me physically. <laughs> yeah, right, because she's, like, six one. He's so much bigger than her. Yeah. And I, I hate it. I love the scenes where you can tell she's standing on a box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, this is something about them together is gross. Right? On it screen, wrong. it's gross. It feels wrong. And honestly, it's like, it's nasty. He's I don't know annoying what in this whole movie. He's annoying. He also has like very much like frosted tips in this. Yes. His hair is so bad. Very early 2000s. But also, He's so shady and sketchy about mm, everything he, he does. All of his actions, uh, like, for instance, the the point where, like, Elle actually confronts him. I think it's over the phone. But he's like, you don't understand the reason why Chloe was here. Like, she could be around me for any reason. It's like, bro, just, just tell her the reason. Like, tell her the reason why she was around. Like, stop fucking dicking around this, like, bullshit. Like, you're making yourself look so much worse if it really isn't that bad. Just tell her what's up. You love her, right? You care about her, right? Be honest. Be honest. What the fuck is all this games that you're playing? I think the thing is that he just genuinely didn't know why the earring would be there. Because 
She didn't Why tell not him. Ask Chloe then. I know. That's the thing is this whole problem could have been solved with a little bit of communication on all sides. Yeah. No one's communicating in this movie. They're too busy texting each other. You up? You there? <laughs> they literally are. <laughs> yeah. Literally in this movie, everyone is texting each other like a goddamn fucking serial killer. Everyone's a sociopath the way they text each other. They text each other in a way where they are demanding each other's times. Like they are entitled uh-huh. to it and they're offended and it's ridiculous. I have never texted someone like that since like middle school. The idea that people that are in college or high High school are texting like that? Seriously, get a grip. Get a grip on real people. <laughs> the worst uh, text situation in this, I think, is when she goes all the way to the airport without even like texting or calling him. Yeah. And then gets to the airport, sees Chloe. Chloe's like, he went off looking for you. He texts her, where are you? She just says, airport, you. I'm like, what? Why wouldn't you be like, oh my God, I came to the airport. I was looking for you. Like she's airport, you? Yeah. Like she's going somewhere. Yeah. Like she has a flight to catch. I I was like, you (laughs) psychopath. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Airport, you? And it's capital U, question mark, question mark, question mark. Okay, but also the that everyone in this movie must be crazy because when she because this movie was written by a psycho, literally. But when she goes to dinner and she's like, "I'm gonna like jump your bones so much," or something. Usually she says something extremely sexual at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she says, "I'm gonna climb you like my own personal jungle gym." No one fucking says that, especially not a fucking 17 year old. Not a 17 year old. Disgusting. Disgusting. It was fucking one of (laughs) you's. But then they proceed proceed to leave the restaurant and giggle like little fucking kids and run. They run. They run all the way home. They fuck. I would never do that with Sarah. I would never run all the way to our house. Like we'd hop in the car and we'd drive home like adults because we're winners and we have a car. What the fuck is that bullshit? They literally. (laughs) We're like, they skipped like some losers down the street and and giggled at each other. Like, was he he being chased? Was she being chased by him? That's what I would have thought if I was driving by. I'd be like, hey, is that guy bothering you? Because seriously, it looked like he was running her down about to fucking grab her. It does look like he's chasing her. And then she's like, I love this city. I'm like, no, honey, you love getting railed. (laughs) That's not the same, you dumbass. Well, in defense of Boston. It's not a cool city. It's just getting banged. (laughs) Boston's cold and heartless. <clears throat> another I'm sure another quote. Fine. I like Boston. <clears throat> Pack the can, have again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, Michael. What do you want to say? <clears throat> another quote from Sarah. Hot take. <laughs> I like Boston. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a hot take. Hot take. Sarah likes Boston. I d- I do remember t- like not do you, do not being sober. That's a hot and take. I don't know. I feel like people don't like Boston. Maybe. I think it is a hot take, actually. Yeah. yeah. I like that place. Have you been there? Yeah. My aunt worked there for a long time. Why do you like it? Because I like clam chowder, to be honest. Okay. I like seafood, and I like the way they talk. I think it's funny. How you like them apples? I, mean, I like my donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I like my donkeys, and I like getting back together with J-Lo. <laughs> like a classic Boston a white classic man. classic Boston He hooks man. up with a beautiful Puerto Rican woman. <laughs> 
that's exactly what white men from Boston do. 100%. Yeah, exactly. That's so on brand. Absolutely. I just, yeah. That whole thing for me is I was like, babe, I don't think you actually like this city. I think you just had one good weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that's a lot to base like a whole college decision on. I think you also just had sex. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's not like when Laura Jean goes mm. to New York City and to all the boys three and she's not like, the same. I love this city. Oh, my God. Like, uh, is New York's for me. I'm in love with New York. It's different. It's like she's like, yeah, I ate cannolis and I got railed by my long distance boyfriend. And that's why. Like, I, had, I made women friends and I had a great time and we stole a couch and, and they actually had good times without men. And I listened to a band. That's, you know, that's the whole thing yeah. about. Uh, okay, about To All the Boys versus Kissing Booth. Kissing mm-hmm. Booth is obviously trash. To All the Boys is obviously gold. Yeah. But To All the Boys, we get so much more personal development Boom. from our there them is. presenting characters. Yes. And we just do not get that in Kissing Booth. It is so fucking regressive and binary. Yes. And it's horrifying. And To All the Boys... Feels like it's written by women. Yes, absolutely. And to, because the booth. women have personalities that actually matter, <laughs> that are like good. They're not like, oh, she's funny and smart. Yeah. It's like she's act. She actually has like different personality yeah, traits. Whereas in Kissing Booth, it's like, how am I supposed to like a female lead character who can't make friends with other women? Literally, why are all of her friends boys? That's. Yes. Why can't she be friends with Rachel? That's exactly because she's selfish. Be- because she's written by a man. Exactly, it's embarrassing. It's, it, it, yeah, and like, ooh, yeah. It Honestly, sucks. Lee and L are so toxic together. They are so yes. toxic. So toxic yeah. and so unaware. Chaotic. So oblivious. They, I hate they still them. think they're eight years old. I hate they both them. still think they're eight years old. And like, there's a scene where they're leaving the arcade at one point, and they're like. <laughs> rule 16, but rule 19, rule 20, oh, hated that oh, but scene. rule 4. And like the conversation was literally just them saying, but rule this and rule that and rule it. And then Rachel was just like, well, I should just go. And both of them had no fucking idea, no clue. Idiots. Yeah. That's what they were doing to Rachel in that moment. Rachel is the real person that is hurt in this movie. Absolutely. It's not Noah. It's not. It's maybe, yes. my, maybe Marco, if you're just like really feeling yeah. him for some reason, I'll give you that. He's a little hot. <laughs> you know, maybe you could argue it's the dad. He's another victim in this one because he hardly gets any lines and he's expected to spend all his money on Joe. King and she sucks. Okay, the mm-hmm. little brother wasn't even th- invited to Thanksgiving. This poor little he wasn't brother, even he at Thanksgiving. A, he didn't have a single line. <laughs> he just had a moment no, in a montage. He didn't he, even get audio. He was at Thanksgiving. Thank, he was? Thanksgiving, as I I didn't see him at the table. Yeah. He was at Thanksgiving. He was a little curly-haired boy, right? Okay. I, re- I remember he her there. dad and her walking in without him. And then at that point, I was like, no. where's the brother? He was at the table, but he did not have a single line. That's even movie. worse. And I was like, what is happening? I feel even worse for him because that means he was sitting at that Thanksgiving table being like, what are all these teenagers yeah. bitching about? Wasting his childhood. Yeah. Wasting his childhood. He's like, I want to go home. I want to play Fortnite. He can't afford to go to college because (laughs) Joey King's stealing all of his money. (laughs) Because she sucks at Dad's Dad's Revolution. I've also, okay, Joey, Elle is so unlikable in this movie. She's the worst. That her mother is even like, she's an practically an orphan Mm -hmm. and I still don't like her. Right? (laughs) It's like the opposite of Harry Potter. And also, 
The fact that this whole movie is, like, structured around her college essays, her college essays are fucking terrible. I have never heard an essay so fucking bad in my life. Um, Do you know that college essays actually have to be good? Because I don't think this writer-director knows that because he he just doesn't know. Who starts with a quote and begins it. You don't. The first sentence has, like, five B verbs in it. Is, are, were. Like, like, (laughs) it's so bad. It's It's so, so poorly written. It literally just sounds like her diary but like a botched version yeah yeah not only that it's just like how many editions has she submitted how many has (laughs) she written yeah how many has she written and then someone was just like this isn't that good can you just submit it again we'll give you another chance because you're white but also (laughs) it's just like is she not submitting them and then it's just like are you gonna miss the fucking application deadline? I know. Like I got anxiety for her for, at the end, where she was still goddamn writing it. It's just like get it together, also, get it together, write this goddamn paper already. The fact that people that she hasn't decided what college she's going to by the time she graduates, I'm like, why don't these writer directors not understand a college timeline? Deadlines. It's all about deadlines. Why don't you understand? Yeah, you have decided by like April. April. Mm-hmm. You absolutely know by the time you graduate. And you, if you don't learn like early decision or oh, like yeah. in the fall, you oh, can I find... knew December. Yeah, you can literally figure out your acceptance status uh-huh. and then immediately have to accept within like a month. Absolutely. There and is no fucking way you do not know where you're going to college. Yeah. By graduation. Higher education is a fucking evil. Like, I'm sorry, but it just takes a simple Google search to yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Like, it's not like you had to, you know, live as a high school senior for four months to figure that out. Like, you can just <laughs> Google it or you could, like, ask someone. Right. I'm sorry, but that's not a lot of research for a script. It felt like this entire cast, now that I'm thinking about it, was all a cast of like people who clearly were homeschooled and didn't go to a real <laughs> high school pretending like they were in high school. Mm-hmm. And then you just have to be like, yeah, that happened. And I- sure. And like the one PA on set who went to public school their entire <laughs> lives is like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, this doesn't track. <laughs> like the script supervisor is like, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can, guys. Oh, my God. That poor person. <laughs> yeah, the poor people. on Honestly, I feel so bad for everyone on this set who right. wasn't the writer director because right. you can S my D. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But also, like, you set this up for a disaster, and I think that you just did it for the bag. <laughs> um, okay. Least favorite scenes? Every single one. Right. Um, I wait, okay, let me look. Let me look and find out. Okay. I got one queued up and ready to go. Okay. Michael, let's hear it. My maybe least favorite scene but also like maybe my favorite because it's so bad and you know me I love some doo-doo dog shit so (laughs) I think one of the worst scenes is when they're practicing L and fucking Marco are practicing in the arcade and they have a moment they have a moment there's an overlay where like it's dramatic and there's like it seems like there's horses in the background the just let go scene the just just let go go scene and then like it's the first time that it really comes up and it's really like brought up it's just dog shit I mean like uh, yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad, folks. You know it's bad. You know it's terrible. And you know that's why we're here. We're here for the fucking filth. We're here for the goddamn for bullshit. We're here for that goddamn motherfucking Joey King. Uh, it is such a bad scene. Yeah, I terrible. I do remember the what really kills me about that scene, again, is the just let go, feel the music. Yeah. Meanwhile, have you ever listened to the music on Dance Dance Revolution? Literally. Fuck uh, no. It's all like EDM. It's, it's, it's all... 
na 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 step 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 yeah. step 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 like it's, it's so like bad. Japanese house pop and pitbull and that's it. <laughs> it just doesn't. It it's okay. So this scene it starts out and Marco's like, just let go. Yeah, feel the music. Yeah, and Joey King's like, mm-hmm. and um, then all of a sudden it's like dark. Yeah. And they're like in the zone of the music and it's like spotlight on them and they start doing like a lyrical dance. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like contemporary. It's like modern <laughs> dance at Emory University. It's it's not great. It's interpretive. It's not great. And yeah. they start like they're like caressing each other. Like arms are going around heads. Yeah. They're like touching each other's waists, but then pulling back really fast. <laughs> And it, it's not good. It's, and it's really, it's... Mm. Also, this scene was ridiculously horny. So I mean, fucking horny. By the end of it, Marco had a massive erection. If you just look at him for a second, you can see it swelling in his pants Ew. and in his eyes. This man wanted eyes. to fuck. He wanted to fuck in that scene. They both wanted to fuck. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was super horny. And it's all over Dance Dance Revolution in a That's public setting thing. arcade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you. who gets horny about Dance Dance Revolution? No one. Alan Marco. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we... Mm, all right. And maybe this is just me being a little too judgmental, but what is Elle's appeal for Marco? What is her I appeal? Because he's brand new. He's clearly the hottest guy in school. Yeah. Why is he going... Because with Noah, they were, be- like, they were friends. Yeah. You know? And, like, okay, so what they say in the movie yeah. is... He's like, oh, a girl who's smart and funny and likes the things that I like. So I'm like, one, she's not smart. Yeah. She does not do well in school, yeah. as we've established, but somehow she gets into Harvard, which doesn't make sense. Blows my mind. Um, White two, privilege. her jokes are terrible. She's not funny. She's just fucking weird. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. You do you. Mm-hmm. But don't say that that's funny. Mm-hmm. Don't mistake being weird for funny. It's not the same. Amen. Um... And likes the things that you like. What? She likes Dance Dance Revolution. And that's the only thing. That's it. Yeah, Michael. But why are the hottest men throughout both of these movies so far only interested in Elle? There's no other girls. There's no other love interests. There's not a single other woman that really gives her competition except for Chloe. Chloe, right? Chloe gets introduced in this movie. What is Noah's motivation for wanting to be with Elle? And not Chloe. Why doesn't he just yeah. be with Chloe? There doesn't seem to be any like real draw other than like, it's Elle. And it's like, we are not led to believe that there's anything special about her. And I'm sorry. she's the main character. Like, she's the worst. <laughs> like, there is, she like barely has any redeeming qualities. If like, I she's met not her, cool. Yeah, if I met her in real life, I would never be her friend. I would hate her. I would be like, okay, this is a woman who can't make friends with other women. I would avoid Bye. her at all costs. Yeah, exactly. I would be like, she's clearly like thinks that she is the fucking shit and, yeah. like, has her head so far up her ass she can probably see out her throat. Like, <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I'm like, I would, there's no way I would want to be no. her friend. No, no. She sounds terrible. I, I like, yeah, I genuinely do not like her. And honestly, I wouldn't even be friends with Lee either. Absolutely because, like, not. He sucks. Their dynamic is like, oh, they're around each other all the time. So you can't be friends with either of them. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And poor fucking Rachel gets caught in the middle of it. Yeah. The worst part about this movie. Well, I can't say that because every part is the worst. But right. one of the worst parts about this movie is that Rachel gets back together with Lee. 
absolutely I was like foolish. You foolish. deserve better than this. He absolutely will do this to you again. He's already done it to you twice in this movie. Uh-huh. That's too like you've given him chances and and he hasn't fucking helped. Like just dump him dump his ass. Dump his ass. But can we for just one moment, just a moment, appreciate the scene and how bad it was. How fucking covered in dog poop it really is. The scene where Lee takes the PA from that weird British lady. Yes. And yeah. then he asks for emojis. He, yeah. he asks for emojis. He's like, send me a poop emoji if you're not into me. I love you. And then send you. me the smiley face. What the fuck? I what the fuck? Immediate ISS. you. Immediate ISS. Send me a smiley. Take his, take his phone away. <laughs> I love you. Send me a smiley if you love me too. Yeah. No. Send me a poop emoji if you don't love me. How about You know no. what that brings me back to? Uh. Promposal. Oh, yeah. Promposal 2013. Actually, I don't know what year it was. 20, 2012, maybe? 20, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But I'm surprised that given how event-oriented this school is, mm-hmm. that that wasn't part of this movie. Honestly, they just honestly. skipped over oh, the entire probably, prom season. It will probably season. be part of the next movie. But they go from grad- graduating at the oh, end. Oh, right. They so do. Yeah, they skip prom. It's probably going to go through the summer up mm-hmm. until she goes to college. But these writers are so fucking up their own ass that they're going to think that colleges have proms. They probably will. They'll probably be like, yeah, it's like this formal, spring formal. Oh, yeah, it's the Easter dance. Easter dance. Yeah. And they have that at UC Berkeley. In a castle with lots of decorations and a $100,000 budget. And also, Marshmallow's there DJing, but the love interest is going to take over for the first scene. Yeah. Okay. And then there will be a second, uh, or excuse me, a third performance. From someone else. <laughs> Who's probably 55. Why? We don't know. And they will be wearing a Henley. That's what always gets me, though, is like the event budgets for these sco- this fucking school. Doesn't make sense. They hire a live band over a DJ when we all know. Three live bands. Yeah. We all know a DJ is like maybe like a hun- for a yeah. high school. It's like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You get more bang for your buck. Yeah. And they play Pitbull and they're like, all right, all right. And then they stop. <laughs> Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Dalek. Yeah, and they play that one Little John song, and then everyone leaves, and it's great. Yeah, I mean the Little John song, obviously. You go in, but yeah, Yeah. you do it. You go in for the, you dance. It's the experience. It's the exactly this experience, and the fact that there's a dance, and there's not one single white guy who is like sweating profusely (laughs) from his forehead. And none of them are grinding. Yeah, why is no one grinding? That made me upset. <laughs> I felt like I wasn't being represented on Absolutely screen. Absolutely not. Because I grinding think grinding is a key part of any high school dance. If you're going to have a contemporary rom-com set in a high school absolutely we want ass on dick ass on dick grinding <laughs> dick on ass that's what no, i'm ass on dick because the women are in charge <laughs> ass and ass listen when you're grinding the woman is in charge absolutely or i'm not just happy even, to not, be there i'm sorry yeah. not the woman that was very binary of me the um little spoon the the little spoon is in charge because mm-hmm. it's all about that booty. Yeah. It's all about your hip motion. It is all about the booty and grinding. Mean- the, the focus is on the ass. It yeah. doesn't matter whose ass it is, but the focus is on the ass. Yeah, and meanwhile, there's like one guy in the back, one arm up, dead mm-hmm. in the eyes, just what? like shaking his <laughs> pelvis slightly. <laughs> Not even, just just standing. Yeah. She's like, standing. yeah. He's like, all right. This is grinding. <laughs> there is a butt in front of me. 
Listeners, tell us if you are the little spoon or the big spoon in your grinding situation. Yeah, please, please let both. us know. Yeah, please. Please let us know. Are you know. a switch? Are you the little spoon? Are you the big spoon? Do you sit it out? Are you awkward? Do you not dance at all? Tell us. Let yeah. us know. We're interested. We are. I am both. I can tell. What yeah. about you? I'm I'm obviously the big spoon. The big spoon. Ooh, yeah. Michael, does that make you the little spoon? Yeah. Mm-hmm, that it does. Yeah. Shake that ass. I like making him feel like he's protected he by is. me. He is protected. I somehow by always feel exposed. Also me. <laughs> We will protect you, Michael. Perfect. I feel defenseless. We'll make a protective two spoons together. Make a little cocoon for you to grind in. We'll call it the hmm. spork. The spork. A little curm sandwich. A curm sandwich. Should we be curm sermed? <laughs> Got him. <gasps> oh, Lord have mercy. Well, do you have any fun facts for us, Sarah? I do. Wait, do you have a least favorite scene? All of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think- my least favorite scene was the like the little dark dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> also everything. I don't know. Also everything. <laughs> oh, uh, fun fact: um, when L first arrives to Boston and Noah throws the card uh, that he's holding. It totally hits some guy in the head. Like, yeah. it totally just, Did like, hits some that? guy. No, I didn't. It hits some dude in the head, and that is a fun fact for you. You can go back and rewatch this movie a second time because you hate yourself. Wow, that's really funny. you want to suffer. You want to suffer. It definitely looks like he gets, like, smacked with this Wait, card. Also, in the scene where they're doing, like, the senior field day, mm-hmm. which also isn't a thing. That's a thing in fifth grade, not in 12th. Okay, that's what I said. <laughs> Michael, wait, I actually said that because I was like, there's no way I would have, as mm-hmm. an 8 or 17-year-old, been like, I'm going to do a field day with my peers. When they're doing the tug of war and all the guys on the other team start taking off their shirts... I literally was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Never has that ever distracted a woman. Also, they took their hands off to do it. They took their hands off to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, that does not actually distract women. I'm like, it's just a torso. I'm like, we do what? What do you mean? I put that shit in my notes. I erased it. I didn't think I should bring it up. I'm so glad you brought it up. Absolutely, you should. Um, Also, back to the very start of the movie. There is no fucking way my parents Mm -hmm. would have let me stay at my 18-year-old boyfriend's beach house all fucking summer long when I'm 18, 17 years old. Okay, right? That's disgusting. They are children. And it seems like even the cross-country plane was not approved by her father. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, uh, excuse what? me. If I was flying across the country at that age, that's shocking. I would have. There's no fun. I wasn't allowed to stay one freaking night with someone. No way. No. A freaking summer no. at an unsupervised beach house. Yeah, and also like. Really, they own a beach house too. Your mom is of Molly course. fucking Ringwald, yeah. and you fucking own a beach. Shut up. I'm Shut like, you up. Live in, like Malibu, anyway. I don't. It's annoying. I don't know anything about California. But, but it's yeah. stupid. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Another fun fact. Noah's Instagram handle is NoahNonsense12. What the fuck is up with the 12? Was Noah Nonsense taken? Was Noah Nonsense 1 taken? What does the 12 stand for? I hate is it. that how many times you've came in your pants, Noah? I don't understand why you would choose the number 12. I'm guessing it's probably his lacrosse number. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> Coincidentally, that was my lacrosse number. Or maybe it was my boyfriend's in high school. I don't remember, actually. Drama! Another fun fact. 
When Elle and her dad are driving in the car, shortly after the scene uh, where her and Noah are leading a little rocky, he doesn't look at the road a single time. Absolutely. He's driving that car, and he's just looking right at his daughter, because everyone in this universe just is so captivated by how hot she is for no fucking reason at all. So even her dad can't focus on driving and is risking killing both of them just to get a glimpse at his daughter. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I think also they film all that on green screen. Well, of course they do, but it still is very distracting. It is. Also the scene where they, like, the as... The motorcycle pulls up to the car at the end, and they're yeah. like, let's race. I was like, someone's going to die. Yeah, right? I audacity. He was driving yeah. his motorcycle on the other side of the road. I was like, someone's going to come around that turn and kill you all. And honestly, that would be a better ending for yeah. this movie. That was a final destination. <laughs> if that wasn't final destination, they'd all be dead. Obviously. These Off movies the cliff. think they are the Fast and the Furious series because they end just like fucking Dominic and his goddamn family. <laughs> Everyone's in a car at the end and they're all happy and they're all driving off into the goddamn you fucking really sunset. Do end like this that, is yeah. some bullshit. They copied Fast and Furious for the first ending and the second ending. Mm-hmm. All they did was just add in a car this time. Absolutely. You know what? It's funny that you say Fast and Furious because I was thinking and I'm like, this movie is kind of like Grease in that none of these <laughs> teenagers are actually teenagers. Yeah. And also I'm watching a bunch of people do morally questionable activities. 100%. And that's how that feels. You're the one that I want. Yeah. And yeah. that's, mm, yeah. And we know Greece is <laughs> problematic. problematic. Woo! Woo! Very Woo. problematic. Absolutely. Here's some fun facts. Thank God. So I was right. Joey King shaved her head for her role <gasps> in the act. So she did have to wear a wig while filming this movie. No wonder. And that's why her and her wig just looks really bad. Damn. Because it's like one of those wigs where you it doesn't have a part. Mm-hmm. And it just so she slicks it back the whole time. And you're like, no one actually wears oh, their hair like that. I know what you're talking about. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. Wow. That's so bad. Yeah. Right. It is. Don't you hate a bad wig? Me too. It ruins. It ruins it. It really it ruins does. a movie. It distracts. Although I just was trying not to pay attention. Yeah, I think that clearly. I think that like in a rom com, like, don't look too hard at her face. <laughs> yeah, or you'll cry. <laughs> don't look too hard at this movie, or you'll be upset. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ugh. Some of the pictures Elle and Noah that. Some of the pictures of Ellen Noah that are used in the movie are pictures of the two actors, Joey King and Jacob Ellerty, from when they were dating. Gross. Yeah. I thought so, because at one point she has yeah, bangs. She had bangs. I noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is... I was is... like, wow, that's a questionable choice. In between filming. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I thought he was considerably older than her. So are they broken up? They are. Bro- I think they broke up after the third movie. Good. Which is convenient. <laughs> if I'm being honest. They stayed together like some shitty parents that were just trying to wait for their kids to move out of the house. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And also, I feel like in that does go in accordance with a typical high school relationship. Yeah. You're about there That's for three true. years. You break up. Three years? Well, well, I guess in high school. We'll go with one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well. Feels like three. Not for me. <laughs> feels, feels like three, but yeah. <laughs> I say one and done, baby. Oh, my God. I forgot about this from the first movie, but this movie is also filmed mainly in Cape Town, South Africa. What? What? They, I don't rem- I don't know if you guys remember that from the first movie. I no. forgot about that. But yeah, that's coming back to me now because we were like, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. They film it mainly in South Africa. Why? Which is why that one valedictorian girl is South African yeah. and has such a bad accent. 
seriously, they could just film this in fucking Alabama. They don't need yeah. to go anywhere. They don't I, need to we go were, anywhere. We were like, they could have saved so much money. Yeah. yeah. That's what we were thinking last time. Yeah, because why, why did they need to? I think it's just because the house is really nice and maybe it would have been too expensive in Los Angeles. Yeah. But at the same time, Still. like... Film in some fucking cornfields in goddamn Kentucky. This movie doesn't need bullshit to it. I mean, it like, really doesn't. <laughs> it's yeah, not adding it looked, anything. All your freaking Hollywood sign scenes look green screened anyway. So just yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just just film it in Daytona. They could they could have saved the money and filmed in Florida. <laughs> really this is a Daytona have. Beach romance. <laughs> Honestly, it, it feels like a Daytona we're beach gonna romance. make the Daytona Beach and rom-com. that is an insult to you both. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Taken with dignity. Yeah, because if I'm being real, it wouldn't be two white people that went to Harvard. <laughs> It'd be two meth addicts that live underneath a bridge. Yeah. Oh, it would just be it would just be two people who are just like chaotic. One's an Herbalife scheme, probably. <laughs> one's in Herbalife and the one's other in isogenics. And one one's in Herbalife and one probably like uh works, an amateur DJ in their spare time. Yes, and yeah. works at a gym mainly. 100%. <laughs> works at a Gorgs gym. Night I got shift you, baby. Planet Fitness. <laughs> yes. I got you. Yes, exactly. Back you up. Anyway, you. let's wrap this puppy up. Okay. In the first movie, it is known that Elle's fur- full name is Shelly. But in this movie, her full name is Rochelle. Yeah, I heard that happen and I was like, what? Which I don't get because I honestly thought her name was Ellen. <laughs> Look, I think we've established that the person who wrote this movie either hated themselves or hated everyone in it. The, yeah. So that's the answer to that. Some iteration of both, clearly. <laughs> In the scene where Lee forgets about Rachel outside of the cinema on the theater now playing sign, you see that it says Two Hearts, which is a movie starting, is starring Jacob Ellerty. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah they love Jacob Ellerty. Ugh, um, I this, don't get it. They must have made this series just for that I fucking just guy. I don't understand his hair in this movie. I don't it's, understand the appeal. It's very confusing. There's a lot of highlights happening, and there's a lot of times to have a lot of like brassy undertones. I just don't get it. It's like Jesse McCartney. Mm. We're not here for it. We're not. No, it's yeah. like you know when when the comedian makes a joke, you're like Justin Bieber before he became a trucker. Yeah, I was like, that's accurate. Yeah, that is. Mm. <laughs> he's laughing, acting like, oh, he's in on the joke, <laughs> babe. I don't know if you are. The last fun fact is something we already know, which is the actor Taylor Zakar Perez, who plays mm-hmm. Marco, is 10, love. 10 years older than his character, Marco. He looks ridiculous. Absolutely. Everyone in this movie looks ridiculous, to be honest. Yeah, because it's they're all too old. <sighs> it's bad. They're either too young or they're too old. They didn't cast anyone, not a single fucking soul. Who Uh looks like they belong in this movie. But at least in something where they cast all high schoolers as like late 20s, 30s. In something like Riverdale. Where it's like it's hot. It's hot and it's obvious. Yeah, it's hot. And it's like we all know it and it's fine. Yeah, but this one they're really like all over the shop and like no one's hot. Yeah. Yeah. The difference here, ladies, is this one is horny and awkward. Yeah. Yeah. It's horny and weird. It's horny and weird. It's not horny and hot. Yes. No, yeah, it's not hot at all. That's exactly right. And it's like, I don't know. I'm personally just really sick of seeing like high school romances. Like, are we going to stay together in college? I'm like, everyone knows you're going to break up. Yeah. No one cares anymore. I know. They should, they should really make more 
high school rom-coms where that's not the main topic, yeah. but like maybe the main topic is like something else. A la, again, 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. which is my like point of high school drama high school rom-coms that's the best one absolutely that's the best one 100 it needs to have a high stakes bet mm-hmm. where something happens at the prom and um maybe one song performance absolutely yeah only if it's by heath ledger which obviously your chance is gone so yeah but so you just know stop making them <laughs> If you got a really hot guy, though, yeah, find him. Just find not him, Addison Hollywood. Ray. Not Addison. We don't want to see her sing. <clears throat> yeah. The final Sarah quote of the evening. Oh, thank you. Thank God. If she chooses Noah, I'm going to cut my own legs off <laughs> and beat myself to death with them. <laughs> And then she chose Noah two seconds later. Honestly, (laughs) why though? I said that. Why wouldn't you just choose Marco? Also, it's like if you really don't trust someone that bad, girl, why are you wasting your time? Why are you still with him if you don't trust him? And it's caused you months of like being distraught, agony, agony. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, Choose Marco. Start fresh. Michael, Marco or Noah? Who do you think she should have chose? I'm going to say Marco, but an honorary choice. No one. This bitch needs to grow. <laughs> she needs to learn how to love herself. Absolutely. She needs to learn who she is. She has no, This whole paper she's been trying to write, she's been trying to figure out who she is. She doesn't know by the end of the movie. She's so goddamn she's no idea. Yeah. She's still lying. At the end of the movie, she is still lying to everyone she cares about. She lacks commitment, and that is why she makes bad choices. Mm-hmm. She's not committed to anyone. She tries to be committed to everyone, and in turn is committed to no one. Yeah. She lies to everyone she loves, and ultimately pushes them all away with her own insecurities and her own bullshit. You're right. She's terrible. We hate she's her. She's the worst. She was written by a man. So what, I mean, it's to be expected. It's just like, there's nothing likable about her. Nothing. Nothing. The jokes are bad. Everything is bad. Her conversation is bad. Her whole vibe that's her like. Her look is bad. I'm not like, like other girls. Yeah. It's like, come on. We all heard the Haley, Haley something. Haley Steinfeld. I yeah. don't know. That yeah. song. Most girls are smart and strong and beautiful. I like that this is the like the second time you're singing it on the podcast. I'm singing a lot of things. Yeah. You know what it is? It is. And you know what? Because it stands true. It does. And that's what I like about Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to make a song that's like, most girls are bad. I'm cool. Yeah. It's most girls are awesome. So thank you for calling me just like most girls. Listen, even fucking Taylor Swift grew out of that face. True. Even fucking even Taylor fucking Swift grew Taylor out of that face. out of it. That's what I'm saying. It's 2021 We're now. done with it. Write your fucking female characters to like, like other women because Absolutely. that's the truth. That's what it is. We like other women. It's fun and it's we enjoy great. it. And we love having women friends because they understand us. You could be friends with anyone, regardless of their True. gender. True. But like, really, if you are a girl who's like, I don't like other girls, you are the problem. You are the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. you, Michael. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Kerm. <laughs> that, I'm just really glad. Uh, you, you know, you fight your battles. He's Kerm cerned. He's Kerm cerned. <laughs> He's Kerm cerned about Joey King. <laughs> And her character. We'll do a mini series on the act and we'll see if that's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I could give a whole Patreon episode of my opinions on this movie. God, I have so many opinions about this. Speaking yeah. of Patreon, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, you can find us at www.patreon.com slash to all the rom-coms. 
absolutely. We have fun <laughs> content on there. Fun, fun episodes, all sorts of goodies for you, Patreon subscribers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll find me on there. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, if we're being honest, though. It's just like one picture of Michael, and it says Kerm. Yeah. Real big. <laughs> but no one else has seen it but you. Well, yeah, exactly. Just our Patreon subscribers. Even Christina and I will have Michael uploaded directly, and yeah. we'll be like, whoa, what is this? We have maybe to one of my nipples it. is out. <laughs> but just one. A nip slip. Saucy. <laughs> yeah, you got to stay subbed to that Patreon for many months in order for you to see the second nipple. It's basically our OnlyFans, but it's only for Michael. Yeah. Or Kerm. And just my nipples. Yeah, but yeah. like, what does No the f- dick and balls. You show the first nipple, wait several months, the second nipple, does the second nipple look like the first one? Does it perform as well? We also, won't know. Do we, we won't co- know. do we come around to two nipples in the same photo eventually? Mm, that's really saucy. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I think that that's where this ends. Uh, final thoughts, everybody? Hated it. Hate everyone. Yep. Michael? Final thoughts? I wish that Noah and Marco would have had a fight scene. I wish that they would have hooked up. Ooh, I think the sexual better. tension between them was... Impeccable. Yeah. Congratulations. What do you mean by that, bro? Also, really funny. Marco like awkwardly runs after their car as they're peeling away. Oh what God, the I fuck was that bullshit? Loved that scene. <laughs> That's so stupid. I just really wanted to see um, Noah uh, put his penis inside of Marco. Absolutely. That's the, that's the gay and subplot. vice versa. I wanted to see both sides. Okay, now that we are saying this, they're a switch. That was the gay subplot that we really deserve. Yeah, that the, we the really sexual deserved. tension between those two men and their pecs mm-hmm. was something that I wanted to see. No offense to Ollie, but yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Noah and Marco hook up. That if that's not in Kissing Booth three, I might have to give this whole series a zero stars on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Or at least, you know, like, give me, like, a scene where they're working out together, they're pumping some iron, yeah. or maybe, oh. like, maybe, maybe like, Maybe they're, you... like, angrily increasing their weights and, like, <sighs> yeah. Maybe they're playing against each other in, like, a one-on-one beach volleyball game for, yeah. for Joey King. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe they're doing that for Elle's character. Like, I've got high gun. hopes for Kissing Booth 3. My final thoughts is that this movie is really bad, but if we all hate Kissing Booth 3, we'll do a fan fiction episode where we all write our own fan fiction. Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'm in. I've never written fanfic. <laughs> Okay. I know that about you. <laughs> if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Instagram at romcoms we've loved. You can find us on Twitter at to all the romcoms. You can also find us on our website to all the romcoms.com or TikTok at romcoms we've loved. You should definitely follow our TikTok. It's very cute. And if you'd like to find out more about our wonderful guest Kerm, you can find me on Instagram at 21Kerm, also on Facebook at Big Fat Kerm. I just dropped a brand new music video for my song Everywhere featuring Benatar Entertainment System. It's on my YouTube channel. Shout out to Charlie Denton for animating the entire video. And I have an EP dropping really soon after this episode comes out with Grandmaster Wave of the rap group Visibly in Flight. It's going to be called Tunes from the Cutting Room Floor. Thank you so much for listening to me. <laughs> Thank you for that. All right, wonderful. Well, we love Kerm and we hate the kissing booth. Yay! That's exactly my takeaways. Well, thanks for (laughs) tuning in, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. We love you all. Bye!